Nir Bashan, The Creator Mindset, 92 Tools to Unlock the Secrets to Innovation, Growth, and Sustainability. Narrated by Rosalind Tordesillas and Oliver Maines. There's a crisis in the business world today. That crisis, a lack of creativity. Businesses have become far too reliant on a limited analytical mode of thinking that uses numbers, spreadsheets, and profit statements to guide every decision. While good accounting is certainly important, too many leaders are missing the creative drive that underpins innovation and growth in any business. This needs to be corrected if businesses are to endure the realities of the 21st century economy. In a world where ideas can be more valuable than physical goods, and where consumer tastes change faster than the market can keep up, it's essential that businesses become more creative, adaptive, and flexible if they are to survive. That's where these blinks come in. They'll show you how to incorporate more creativity into your day-to-day -day thinking, which will help to improve your business, your leadership skills, and ultimately, your bottom line. Blink, Blink one of seven. Believe it or not, Steve Jobs was once kicked out of Apple by the board of directors because they believed they could run the company better than he could. As a result, there was a time in the company's history when it wasn't doing so hot. The new leadership decided to put creativity on the back burner in favor of more analytical objectives. In practice, that meant they cut funding to research and development, shelved promising new tech, and put all their effort into cutting costs and maximizing profit margins. The strategy worked for a time, but without any major updates to its products, the company eventually began to falter. Soon enough, Apple was on the brink of bankruptcy. As a last resort, the board brought back Steve Jobs. Once again in control of Apple, Jobs came up with a creative solution to save the company, a solution that shocked everyone. The key message here is, creativity is an essential ingredient for any successful business. Jobs' plan was to convince Apple's largest competitor, Microsoft, to invest in Apple. The board of directors thought Jobs had lost his mind because Apple and Microsoft were in a fierce legal battle at the time. Yet, to their astonishment, Jobs successfully convinced Bill Gates to make a $150 million investment and save Apple from disaster. A lack of creativity brought Apple to the brink of ruin, and it was a creative solution that saved it. This is a lesson that businesses today would do well to keep in mind. Without creativity, a business will only ever be operating at half its potential. Creativity is what enables a business to adapt in a changing economy. Creativity is what drives innovation. And it's creativity that gives a brand its unique and individual character. 
Apple didn't achieve such astounding success just because its directors were good at sticking to a budget. It got there because it was able to create fresh and innovative products time and time again, generating unique and joyful experiences for its users. The truth is, you'll never win consumers over with numbers and arguments. Spreadsheets have never given anyone that warm and fuzzy feeling inside. But creativity? That will always strike an emotional chord. So long as you can offer a creative product or offer a traditional product creatively, you will find an audience. And if you can find an audience, you'll find your market and your niche as well. It's that simple. Blink 2 of 7. At this point, you might be thinking, but I'm not creative. I don't paint or play a musical instrument. I have a serious profession. I'm a manager. Stop right there. You are creative. Creativity is essential to the human experience as eating and breathing. We all use creativity in our professions, no matter what we do. If you've created a coupon to attract more clients to your business, that's creative. If you've automated a process at work and saved yourself a bunch of time, that's creative too. But because we've been taught that creativity doesn't have a place in the office, we don't always make use of it as much as we should. The key message in this blink is, we all have the capacity for creativity. We just need to practice it. Creative thinking and analytical thinking aren't actually opposites. They're two components of the process of problem solving. We use creativity when we envision possible solutions to a problem. And we use analytical thinking when we take steps to realize a solution as logically and efficiently as possible. As we grow older, our logic and reasoning skills improve vastly. But on the flip side, our ability to envision possibilities tends to degrade. Children look at pillows and blankets and see the makings of a mighty fort. But adults struggle to see a pillow as anything other than a pillow. And that's a problem when it comes to being successful in your career or business. You might be great at working toward predetermined goals, but if you're not so good at imagining alternative visions you could be working toward, you might find yourself trapped in a narrow career path. One strategy to avoid the trap of tunnel vision is to treat every goal as merely provisional. If you do that, you'll become more receptive to the little victories you encounter along the way. For example, did you know that before the entrepreneur Ray Kroc launched the McDonald's franchise, he sold milkshake mixers? One day, when he was out on a delivery, he ate a burger at a fast food joint that was so delicious, he decided then and there to drop milkshake mixers and get into the restaurant business. The point is, too many people miss opportunities in business because they're hyper-fixated on a narrow vision of success. But when you start to think about your goals creatively, 
all sorts of unexpected paths will open to you. Blink three of seven. As adults, we make up all kinds of excuses to avoid engaging in creative pursuits. We say things like, I don't have the time to learn, or I don't have the talent. But think back to your childhood. You never used to make excuses like that. When children want to do something, they do it. If they see building blocks, they think, let's build a spaceship. If they see a keyboard, they think, let's play a tune. And if they fail the first time, they just try again. If children are more creative than adults, it's not because they have a superior imagination. They just don't suffer from self-doubt and fear to the extent that adults do. In this respect, at least, we could all afford to be more like children. The key message here is, you can unleash your creative side by overcoming your fear of making mistakes. Sadly, we often kill our good ideas before they've had a chance to fly. We fail to act on them because we fear what others will think of us if we make a mistake. But mistakes aren't failures. In fact, they're a sign that you're doing things right. If you're making mistakes, it means you're trying things. You're learning, experimenting, and stepping out of your comfort zone. In other words, mistakes are integral to the process of creativity. What's more, mistakes often have a more positive impact on the direction of a company than successes do. Consider the story of the 3M company, which, back in 1971, was trying to invent a formula for a super-strong adhesive. Their research team effectively failed because the glue they were working on turned out to be super weak instead. But what did the company do with this mistake? They accepted it, shelved their original plan, and came up with something new instead. The post-it note which ended up becoming a massively successful franchise. Speaking of which, those little yellow squares are an incredibly powerful tool for helping you overcome your fears and get those creative juices flowing. Try the shotgun method, which involves blasting all your doubts and fears onto a wall using post-it notes. You might write, I lack resources on one, and it won't be popular on another. Eventually, you'll run out of negative things to write, and positive ideas will start flowing instead. And pretty soon, your doubts and fears will all be covered with can-do mantras. Blink 4 of 7 What's the most valuable asset a business has? Here's a hint. It's not machinery. It's not patents either, or even real estate. It's people. People are the most valuable asset a business has because they possess something that none of those other things ever will. Creativity. But do businesses today make the most of their staff's creativity? Not as much as they could. To tap into their employees' creative potential, leaders first need to possess the right qualities. Here's the key message. Humor, empathy, and courage are ideal qualities in a leader. 
the one quality that all leaders definitely should avoid having is a big ego. Bosses that suffer from big ego syndrome tend to think they have nothing to learn from their employees. They assume that their way of doing things is the right way, and so they fail to listen to other people's good ideas. Could anything be more stifling for creativity in the workplace? After all, creativity isn't about forcing everybody to do things one way. If leaders want to encourage creativity in their business, they need to be a lot more flexible and generous in their point of view. They also need to cultivate humor, empathy, and courage, three character traits that promote creativity in spades. Let's begin with humor. Many people believe that humor has no place in a serious business setting. But on the contrary, humor is essential for creating an atmosphere where people feel comfortable being themselves and safe making mistakes. A leader who reacts to her employees' mistakes with anger or judgment will pretty much eliminate their desire to take risks and use initiative in the future. Next, we have empathy which essentially boils down to good listening skills. Empathy promotes creativity because it makes you more receptive to the creativity that's already there around you. You're not the only person at the company who has good ideas, after all. When you stop talking and start listening, you increase the chance of hearing something truly profound, interesting, or innovative. And finally, a good leader should have courage. It requires courage to accept that your way isn't necessarily the best or most efficient. And it also requires courage to take risks on new and untested ideas. Courage is the motivating force that drives every creative leap into the unknown. All in all, these qualities are about creating an ideal work environment for employees to feel safe and heard. Blink 5 of 7 You might be ready to start applying creativity to your business, but it's not always easy to know where to start. So why not go back to basics and take a good look at what you already have in place? After all, when you have a firm grasp of how your business operates, it's also easier to envision how it could operate differently. Sound daunting? Well, that's where the trinity of creativity comes in. The three parts of the trinity are concept, idea, and execution. By considering each one with regard to your business, you can gain new insight into how it works, which can have profound implications for how you think about and run it. The key message here is, the trinity of creativity is a powerful tool for gaining a fresh perspective on your business. The concept for your business is what you see when you take a bird's eye view. From this perspective, you can see both how it's changed over the years and where it's headed in the future. Once you have this overview, try to come up with a word that captures why your business exists. For example, if you own a pizza restaurant, your word might be nourishment. Next comes the idea, which is more like street view on Google Maps. 
At this level, you can see business operations unfolding week to week and month to month. So for your pizza restaurant, the idea might be to serve as many delicious pizzas as possible. Third, you have the execution. This is the microscopic viewpoint. It consists of the product itself. The execution for your pizza restaurant might be deep dish pizzas with a choice of toppings and a cheese stuffed crust. Once you have a good understanding of what the concept, idea, and execution are for your own business, then it's time to think creatively. Start with the lowest level, the execution. When you imagine alternatives at this level, it can give rise to potential new products. You might decide to add vegetarian and gluten-free options to your pizza menu, for example. Adjustments at the idea level will lead to larger scale changes in how you run your business. For example, what if your pizza restaurant could make better pizzas by investing in a stone pizza oven? Finally, changes at the concept level can have profound ramifications for the overall direction of a business. For example, let's say you decide the concept for your pizza restaurant isn't nourishment, but entertainment. The company would no longer be oriented around pizzas, but around your clientele's experience. Blink six of seven. In 1975, a man called Steve Sasson invented the world's first digital camera while working for the photography company Kodak. The device weighed eight pounds and looked more like a homemade bomb than a camera. It consisted of 16 batteries, a cassette recorder, and dozens of circuits all wired together. The photo quality was, frankly, terrible. The photos were just 0.01 megapixels and in black and white. But still, it was the world's first digital camera. However, Sasson's digital camera was not well-received. In fact, none of Kodak's management liked or understood the invention. It was even perceived as a threat to their analog photography business. So the company didn't pursue it. After all, why would it? In 1975, Kodak dominated the photography industry. Four decades later, however, Kodak would file for bankruptcy. Here's the key message. Business leaders must be ready to embrace good ideas whenever they emerge. So why is the story of Kodak valuable? Well, by learning from it, you can make sure that the same thing never happens to you or your business. Kodak's decline clearly illustrates that it's not enough to simply promote creativity in a business. Kodak was excellent at doing that. What it lacked was leadership that was willing to actually embrace creativity by taking a risk and adapting its business model when a good idea emerged. The difficulty for Kodak was that it was an immensely successful business at the time. It was leading the industry. Clearly, the management were doing something right. The mindset was, if it's not broken, why fix it? But that sort of attitude isn't relevant anymore. The economy is changing rapidly, and rules that worked well in the past won't necessarily work in the future. 
technology is going to change. Public taste is going to move on. And other businesses are going to spring up that might do what you do, but better. Any business that operates on the assumption that the world is going to remain the same won't be in business for long. So while success is obviously good for business, you have to be careful. Success breeds complacency. And in the end, the only answer to complacency in business is to keep the spirit of creativity and innovation alive. That means doing market research, investing in creative talent and innovative tech, and exploring every possible avenue available to you. Blink 7 of 7 On September 29, 1982, 12-year-old Mary Kellerman woke up with a sore throat and a runny nose. Her parents gave her a pain reliever and put her back to bed. But a little later, they discovered Mary lying lifeless on the bathroom floor. Mary was one of seven people who died in the span of a few days. They were the victims of poisoning. Someone had tampered with the drugs, inserting cyanide-laced capsules, seemingly at random, into bottles of Tylenol. At the time, Tylenol was the most prescribed pain reliever in the world. Johnson & Johnson, the company that produced it, was enjoying record-high market shares. But after the tampering incident went public, Tylenol's market share plummeted. It was only through deft and creative leadership that the company was able to weather the storm. The key message here is, in times of crisis, creativity will help your business not just survive, but thrive. Thanks to CEO James E. Burke's innovative handling of the Tylenol crisis, Johnson & Johnson was able to emerge from it not just unscathed, but even more popular than before. So how did he do it? Well, he put public trust before profit. First, he called a halt to all production and advertising of Tylenol until the problem could be investigated. A few days later, he issued a nationwide recall of all Tylenol products, which were valued at over $100 million. The company held regular press briefings with the media throughout the crisis. This turned out to be an excellent move for building public trust. The transparency resonated with the public, who felt like they were uncovering the crime together alongside the company. At the same time, Johnson & Johnson used the crisis to push through a number of technical innovations. For example, they introduced three levels of tamper-proof packaging, as well as a new solid pill that's less easily tampered with than capsules. It's because of the Tylenol incident that all these safety measures exist in the U.S. today. Thanks to these creative strategies, Johnson & Johnson emerged from the crisis with a staggering degree of customer trust. In only two months, Tylenol rebounded to its former spot as the U.S.'s most popular pain reliever. The way you respond to a crisis will determine your business's future. Respond poorly, and it could sink your business. But respond creatively, and it could propel your company to greater heights.
You've just listened to our Blinks 2, The Creator Mindset by Nir Bashan. The key message in these Blinks is that creativity will fuel success for the next generation of businesses. Those companies that are able to incorporate creativity into their business model will set themselves up to thrive in the coming decades. Those that don't, well, they risk becoming irrelevant. Embracing creativity in business means three things. Investing in creative people, research, and innovative technology. Cultivating a work culture that's hospitable to creativity and always adapting your business to good ideas when they emerge. And here's a bit of actionable advice that you can try. Have an ideation session with your team at work. Most of us work in teams because we get more done in teams than we would all by ourselves. Well, group work has great benefits for creativity as well. Team ideation sessions are a great way to test out new ideas, build enthusiasm, and boost team participation. For example, you could try the Trinity of Creativity method with your team in the office. By separating your business into its concept, idea, and execution, you may find it easier to conduct brainstorming sessions in a controlled and directed way. Got feedback? We'd sure love to hear what you think about our content. Just drop an email to remember at Blinkist.com with the creator mindset as the subject line and share your thoughts. <laughs>